It's been a winding road. I mean, yeah, turning 31 next month. So it's been a windy road. I wanted to get into it probably with my early 20s. But, you know, what life experiences would I've had? I think that definitely, um, all the things that I've gone through have led me up to a point where I feel like I can connect to a lot more people. Welcome to Let's Talk Real with Mel. We are here with Sydney Ankti of Compass, and uh, we are in Philadelphia, but she is a realtor licensed in Pennsylvania and Maryland, focuses on Baltimore and Philadelphia market. Correct. So tell us, and welcome, welcome. Well, right. Hi, hi everyone. Yes, I'm Sydney. I graduated from the Pennsylvania State University, so I'm a Nittany Lion. We are Penn State. So I, I went to Penn State as the only one from my high school. Um, everyone thought I was crazy driving, you know, going out three and a half hours and the year after the market crash in 2008. So there wasn't a lot of funds for us college students. So I said, no, I'm going there. And I met a lot of people and most of them still live in the Philadelphia area. So I kind of had always had a connection. My aunt has been living here for like 20 years. So I started off living in the Mount Airy and now she's in uh, North Wales. So. I've always had a connection. Summer's here as a teen, so I love the city. All right. Well, welcome. Well, thanks. And you, and you. So, you, but you're 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 born and raised in Baltimore, Baltimore, in Baltimore County. Correct. Okay. And then you're, you know, and oftentimes when we move to college, wherever we college, usually we have roots there. Correct. Um, but I want to just kind of jump right into it. We were taught, we were discussing, uh, just uh, you know, f females in real estate, yes. particularly black women in real estate, black female real estate buyers yeah and so just what's what's been your experience with with serving women of color <laughs> clients of color in you know and, and assisting them with their real estate transaction i will say um most of my clients with the exception of one have been um mostly black women um and mostly single women so single women whether a race or whatever is still making up about 30 percent of the market share most women are saying you know i want a property um sometimes they're not waiting for that significant other to come through um, in Maryland, um, there is a tax break for being a first-time home buyer. You do not get that if your husband has sold, uh, sold or bought a house. You don't get that. So you yeah, get yeah, first-time home buyer, yeah, and I think that that's a little snickety. That's a little right. persnickety, Maryland. Right. But uh, so yeah, I, I would encourage if you if you're ready to buy, go ahead. So it's nice to assist people. It's nice to have that conversation about home ownership. Most of these are single women. Uh, most of them do have children, so. They want to build something, they just don't know where to start, and that's where I come in. Okay, you and know? that's been your, you found that that to be your niche. That's um, single women is kind of your... But, it, you know, it's it's hard when, you know, one in, not even one in two black people um, own a home that can, and that is disheartening to me. That's 43% of black people own a home. Less than 88% bought a home last year. Tell me the percentage of white people that bought a home yeah, last year. 73. 73%. So, for me... This is NAR. This is all NAR statistics. Anyone can look this up. That troubles me because what Wells Fargo and all these other companies, big tech is doing, they're buying up these properties in low-income neighborhoods and renting them out. They're making us a cycle of forever renters. I don't like it. We should be, we should be the landlords. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't like it. So I try to push that out. And, you know, a lot of, there's been some efforts about Black Home Ownership Week in February. There's a couple other realtors in the DMV area that are starting that and across the nation have been trying to get that momentum. So every February, I think it's our job to kind of have some type of event. Every month. Yeah, right. every month. Yeah, we don't have to wait till February, right? I was saying, just like, yeah. that's the week. So, but for me, 
I would love to be a catalyst for people to anybody who wants to buy a house, but specifically our community, because a lot of people are going 40, 50, 60 years have never owned a home. That's true. We, so, I'm, I'm, I've, we've, we've seen some clients in their 50s buying their first home. Yes. Uh, in their 50s, in their 60s buying their first home. So it's, 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 though it's exciting, mm-hmm. you know, it is, yeah. it does, it does say something to kind of the posturing. And I think, right, you know, we were talking about even, um, uh, federally subsidized loans, you know, for women. So, you know, kind of shifting from race to gender. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point in time where a, a, a female, single female buyer could not buy a home without a husband's, a, a husband's signature. Correct. Or a doctor's note that said that the woman could not have children because the lenders wanted to know, well, what if she get pregnant? How are you going to pay the mortgage? Which is crazy. No. But that that was a thing at some point in time, and that was FHA. Yeah. You know? But I think, yeah, so just kind of having the mindset of, like, you know, I'm glad that we're here. I'm glad that, you know, we're getting these nuggets of information, how to relay, you know, this to buyers. Because, of course, you just pay attention to headlines. You're going to say, oh, the market's going to crash, which has been, of course, trying to crash for the last 10 years. But yeah, <laughs> so you're just seeing these headlines. Oh, interest rates. I mean, if you've never bought in a home, what what does interest rates mean to you? Um, and but you're willing to pay 26 percent or interest on a credit card. So I think just having that just this math, like, are you willing to do this, even though it's a lesser scale of tens of thousands of dollars? But just think about how much wealth you could be building and could, of course, refinance if the market does go back to for the rates don't yeah yeah so i just feel as though when people look at interest rates it's it's pretty much on our jobs to kind of explain what that means in terms of payment and in terms of what you could potentially be earning off of this one property right which is significant over consumable debt like a credit card correct so we pay we'll do that to go out and buy the clothes or the yeah. Stuff or have the experiences, but the investment of real estate will complain about a 6%. Correct. And I think when I hear, I try to do this with every person that says, oh, the real estate market is crazy. I said, well, tell me more about that. Why is it crazy? And then it's crooked. Yeah, help me <laughs> so, understand. So I said, you know what? I would love to explain this more. And I'll try to get, you know, try to at least get them to understand that homeownership is attainable for everyone. Now, are you going to be living in the most expensive neighborhoods and the biggest square footage? If that's not what you can afford, I'm never going to push someone past their limits because it doesn't make sense. I want them to be successful throughout their time there. So I would love to set up people for success. That's my first goal. I always look five years ahead as well. So I'm like, is this a good investment for my client? Is this something that if they if it doesn't have resale value, is it going to be something that if they're not staying here, can they resell this easily? So I try to look at that as well. Awesome. So, so t- tell tell us a little bit about you, Sydney, the person. How did you, how did you even get into real estate? I mean, that, is that? I mean, did you, as a little girl, did you say I always wanted? You know, winding road, yeah. winding road. So I had a, um, we had a family realtor. Um, she owns her own uh, brokerage, and she's pretty much been our realtor forever. I've always just thought that what she does and how she does it has been like, just she's filled with grace and poise. So I've always looked up to her, but not necessarily like I wanted to be her. But I was like, oh, what she does, she she has such a good time. I'm like, right. so, but um, as I got older and things start, didn't work out, I wanted to go to law school, didn't get into law school. I applied to 15 schools, 13 schools, and didn't get into any of them. Um, so that's great. Um, so I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? So I worked at, I did I did an internship um, with an attorney downtown Baltimore. And I said, okay, I'll just do paralegal for a while. Then I found out um, Stevenson had a program. So I went to Stevenson University. However, it wind up. Then I started being forensics somehow, some other program. So I was like, all right, I did my master's degree. 
can't go wrong with a master's degree. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, so the, I have a master's degree in forensic studies, okay. um, general concentrate. So like basically just like investigative like practices. That's just like very general. Okay. So I got my master's degree. Then I started working at a title company at some point. Um, so I saw a lot of realtors come in, just being a part of that world. This re-sparked my interest, but that was 2016. I'm like, okay, still want to get into it. My dad said, absolutely not. So I'm still living at home. Um, he's like, no, you need income. So I said, okay, I won't do it. Pandemic hits, and I'm like, absolutely not. This is my time. So I actually took, you know, a lot of people, however you feel about the stimulus checks, however you feel about policies, not what I'm talking about, but I took that money and signed up. Um, CE Shop had the, you know, class mm-hmm. at a discount. I think it was like two, only $200. I was like, great. So I took that money and started my real estate business. And then, yeah, so I took, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my stimulus checks went to summer camp for my child and real estate for me. So we had, you know, an opportunity to kind of grow both of us. So. I took that, took that dollar. I told my dad, once I passed my class, I need, I need a thousand. I think I told him I needed two grand. I said, can you give me two grand? Yeah. And he was like, okay, is this really what you want to do? You've been talking about this for years. All right. Um, and you've got, and you've got a little bit of, in addition to the family realtor, a little bit of real estate in the immediate family. Correct. So like my dad's a real estate appraiser, but you know, he's, he, of course he, he has a really funny relationships with realtors. So you agents, you agents, that's all right. it says. So at first it was them agents and that was you agents. And I kind of feel like, okay. Yeah. So, but my dad's an appraiser. So I kind of feel like I have a symbiotic kind of understanding about like, you know, finding the right comps and, you know, really understanding that realm of the business because I've always heard him say, look at this house. What do you think it's for? And you would ask me before I got into it, how much do you think this house is going to sell for? Like, where is it? The Vernon Park. Is it on the water? (laughs) Like just asking those questions, just like, because I've heard him say that. So like, okay, I might lowball it. He'll say, but as I got into the business, I would be spot on, more spot on. That's so pretty cool. It, it, it kind of went from like not having any knowledge to like trying to, you know, not, it, it's not difficult if you do the work. It's like kind of like homeschooling. Yeah. It was time like homeschooling the real estate. That's so funny. I, I was told yeah. that you said that. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of, cause he would just ask, he would just kind of come back and say, you know, this is what happened. This is the things that I'm running into and not, you know, just talking about his work. Cause he knew I would listen. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's cool. And I mean, and if you weren't interested, you wouldn't have listened. And if Correct. you weren't interested, you wouldn't have listened. You wouldn't be in this business. Correct. So, so I'm just, lots yeah. of steps. Yeah, lots of steps. It's been a winding road. I mean, yeah, turning 31 next month. So it's been a windy road. I wanted to get into it probably with my early 20s. But, you know, what life experiences would I've had? I think that definitely um, all the things that I've gone through have led me up to a point where I feel like I can connect to a lot more people. Yeah, so. that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. So what? So we're growing up in 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 in, in Maryland County, out in Baltimore County. Yeah. we're you know kind of navigating. We we decided to launch this career, I guess, three ish years ago. Right. Um, how has real estate treated you so far? Um, I took me six months to get a sale. So my first sale was nowhere near where I was from. It was in Gaithersburg, but I had a friend that lived out there um, previously. But this lady should just. Contacted me via my website and said, I'm trying to sell my house. First time selling. She's from New Jersey. So um, this is her first time. She moved down here for work. And I said, great, I would love to help you. So I actually had um, I actually had my team lead at the time come with me because I was nervous. But, you know, watching him, kind of learning from how he starts and finish, you know, everyone does it differently. Once we got to the comps, zero dead, I was like rock star. I got the new one. This is no, no, no. I'll take this, it over. I'll take I'll it over. I'll take it over. This is how we're going to sell it. We we have to price it right. Even in during the pandemic, you, it was overpriced. They're gonna, there's going to be a resistance. So pricing right is really crucial. 
to selling the home as quickly and with the best offer possible. So we sold that home all cash, no appraisal, no inspection within five days. Wow. Yeah. At the open house. Okay. He's like, I don't understand why you're having this open house. It's all cash offer. I said, man, um, I promised my seller. Come on, chef. Right. <laughs> so six months of the business, one transaction. Okay. Uh, second transaction was my own, which I did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, myriad of other transactions. Uh, it's been a whirlwind trying to get people in. Uh, rental market last year was crazy um, because people were getting priced out or they were just exhausted from the mere um, competition. So even getting a rental last year, I had my, some of the clients had to pay like double security deposit and first month. Rental. Yeah, it was hard. It was so, hard to get a. And you're like, you're seeing how much that cost you. Like this could have been a down payment, but I can't, you know, I never push anyone past what they're willing to do. So if you want to go rent, I'm going to help you. Um, but it was a lot of running around my first year, running around with rental clients. And that taught me a lot. Awesome. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And so, and how do you feel that, uh, you know, and you, and you haven't, and you haven't done this alone, obviously you had, you know, dad, yeah, so, but, right. and, but you also invest in yourself through coaching. You have a, a, a coach, a yeah. real estate coach, a team lead yeah. who's actually coaching you up and helping you. So how has that been versus before when you were kind of doing it on your own? Yeah. So uh, I was a solo, yeah, solo agent for three months and I knew I needed help. So, um, my broker at the time really pushed mentors and, had a mentor that it just wasn't clicking, so I had to fire her. And I got another mentor. He had a team, great top, top team on, on in the brokerage. So I just took it as, okay, I just really need a mentor. I really need to know where to start because apparently what I'm doing isn't working. So I got with him, and he actually did Tom Ferry coaching, I want to say, I want to say within two, three months of me joining the team. So we actually had coaching with my previous team as well. I did Summit last year in Dallas, Texas, and I had a ball. It was like, you know, this this event that we're at on steroids. Um, and it was wild just having all of these agents around. Yeah, all all around the nation. And you're just like, woo. And some the world. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes, you know, Ontario. That's, you know, that's yeah. my count. And Australia. <laughs> yeah, anywhere. Anywhere. So, like, it was just crazy just having that, all these people, you know, around, you know, in the same boat, always growth. You know, that's that was my word for this year, growth. So I'm always willing to grow. There, there's nothing I can't do unless... You know, it's just I'm sick or <laughs> like I'm dying. <laughs> so I just try to push for growth and always and always like rise their hands. That's always, always, you know. So I for me, there's nothing I want to net a million. So that's what I'm going to do. I need to sell $80 million in value to do that. So I need to met, net a million in the next five years. Okay. One year, net a million. We're going to do that. We're going to do that because if I keep saying it, I have to do it. All right. <laughs> so let me so go into that. So so saying it. And doing it, and then you know, obviously, there's some work. There's a plan. There's a five-year plan. <laughs> How? What would you say to a a person that's, um, you know, maybe in a in a in a struggling situation, or maybe thinking about quitting? And I'm sure you know people will look and say, "Oh, you well, you you had a dad. That's why you're successful because your dad was in real estate yeah. and he had a family friend, and that's why." I mean, anyone can look up my numbers. They're not they're not high at all. Um, if we're talking numbers, I'm not a top producer. I'm not going to say I'm not going to lie and say I am. However, what I'm going to say is there's no other agents going to work harder for your business than me. Period. Um, so for me, I have the attitude of I work well with others. I'm a certified negotiating expert. I took the certification. I I looked at opportunities to make myself a better agent. So why investing in yourself? Correct. So for me, it's like, yeah, like, is it a struggle? Yes. Um, every every week, it's like, wow, you're you're comparing yourselves to the Montez McCrays. You're you're comparing yourselves to, you know, Bob Lucido or 
any of these other top producers. But for me, you know, you got to look at every journey is different. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do everything in my power to net the, the million, period. Right. Like there so- wasn't any... But there's it's a struggle, like, mm-hmm. but it's more so accountability of your teammates. It's it's reassurance from people that are saying, "Wow, I I have my my like I mentioned my mentor, realtor, um, broker who is like, oh my god, I don't do half the stuff you do, because she doesn't have to, because she has, you know, she's comfortable. Once you get to a state, I'm never going to be comfortable. So I think that's what the difference between someone you know who's been in the business for thirty years. They're like, I just want this. That's fine. But I'm never going to, I'm always going to want more. I'm always going to want to help more people. I'm always going to want to go a step further because I feel as though I owe it to my daughter to give her everything in this world, period. And is, is she your why? Is she? Oh, she is the big why. Um, yeah, and she is very expensive. I think 2021, the kid went so many places because I felt like we kind of, a year was taken from her. So we all, we all went out. She's been to Mexico. She's been to Paris. She's been to London. Um, this kid's awesome. been to New York several times, Disney several times. Like, I just want to make sure she understands that there's a big world out there. Experience it. I, I studied abroad in Belgium for four months. Um, it changed my life. That's awesome. Pretty changed cool. my life. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, so to the, to the, the, the small business person out there who's, who's, um, you know, maybe trying to make a way they're trying to either get their business off the ground or maybe they're in business fully but maybe they're not seeing the results that they're looking for uh, or the results that they had hoped. And they put so much time and effort in and they're maybe thinking about slacking. Yeah. What, no, would you say, what would you say to them? Testing, I've been there um, because it is hard when you're, you have your own family members say, I mean, why aren't you selling anything? I said, because you haven't given me referrals. Like, let's, let's go there. But the minute you stop, you, you quit, there isn't a possibility of growth. So I look at it like, if I stop today, how much money and time have I, you know, invested in this? You know, do you want to have all of that work just wasted? Because it could have been that next day, that one phone call that could have changed your lives. I like that. That one referral or that one person says, I heard that you, you know, you are a really good mechanic. I would love for you to work on my car. Actually, I have a, you know, entire office that we're all having, you know, car problems. That could have been the one break you could have made, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how it goes. No, but the same yeah. thing. Yeah, if you don't quit, you can't leave. Exactly. So for me, there's no way that I can't achieve my goals. It might take me longer than someone else, but I will. So I have to keep that in mind because, you know, spending, you know, the the fees, NAR fees and, you know, DVR fees and, you know, PCAR fees and all of those things. Right. Yeah, you're like, no, like I need my return. I'm not quitting until I get it. Because right. it's thousands of dollars that those realtors are paying. I mean, even, you know, 127 and a quarter for MLS and all of these other mm-hmm. things, like, you know, you need to get your return on all the work that you've done. And you should be very proud of yourself that you've even started because some people never start. That's right. Yeah, they don't. So even getting into the game. Just even get into the game, just like pat yourself on the back. Just tell yourself every day, I need to keep going. I need to keep going until I hit my goals. Because look at Oprah. She got fired at 25. And now she's a multimillionaire. And I think she might be a billionaire. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so if she would have stopped because someone told her she's not good enough. Someone told she could. Well, she'd have gotten her TV show in Chicago. Started writing WBAL in Multor. So. I didn't realize that. She did. She got fired from that job. <laughs> so, you know, she wouldn't have got her talk show if she would have quit. She believed in herself enough. She's, you know, I think she, I think Oprah said that she used to have, you know, mice as pets. That's the real. Like, you know, look at Maya Angelou had went through sexual assault and prostitution, but made a way to go and produce some of the best works poetically and literally 
So that's cool. I just feel like look at some of these people that have started. I mean, most people were most tech tides are college dropouts. Any unique other contents, we would have looked down upon them. But because they invented something, you know, extraordinary, oh, we give them praise. But anybody else that calls up, oh God, you no, they, you quit. So quit yeah, back. no, they quit to to open up a door and to do something, correct? Do something bigger to so, and change other. There's so many people like you know didn't make this that. What was it? Um, John Hamm didn't get his first role until like 35. Right. <laughs> he was like acting coach. Didn't get his first role until he's 35. I think Harrison Ford didn't get his first role until a little after that as well. He's a carpenter. Like just just going off of some of these yeah, stories, Dorian. Her, yeah, yeah. There's there's countless examples out here, and I know it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not going to be easy for some people. It's just timing. They come into a business and they flourish from get. That is great. I love those people. Right. But <laughs> but for most people, but for most people, it is it's work. It is a grind. You know, it is a total grind. But anything, I mean, if it was easy, everyone would do it. That's what my grandma says all but the time. So. If it was easy, everyone would do it. And you can't get the the big rewards without putting in the work. Right. I mean, just the odds of being a successful realtor are very slim. I mean, 87% of us quit um, within our third year. Um, so I'm just kind of sticking it out because lots, tens of thousands of agents are going to yeah. quit. Well, you're over that hump. So. Yeah. You're over that hump. So that's, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, we just got to you know, stick it in there and, you know, don't let anyone crush your dreams. I've had a bit of that. Uh, people think it's crazy that I do two markets that are two hours away, um, but I don't I don't really take that as um, that's your problem, not me. Yeah. <laughs> that you don't want to expand your marketplace. <laughs> and I and I want to I want to open up that for a little bit if you, you want to expand. Sure. Would you say that the people that will crush your dreams the most would they be strangers or would they be friends or family? Other friends and family for sure, because they don't want to see you get hurt, so they think they're. They're trying to um, thwart you. Trying from, to protect you. Yeah, they're trying to thwart you from falling in your face. But I think what's crucial is you know find that one person that does believe in you beside yourself, and that's all you need. Like it's just if it's just that one teammate or that one boss that says I really see that you're they're actually doing everything I you know you're you're going above and beyond anyone I've ever seen. That one comment can change the trajectory of your life. Awesome. That one comment. Yeah, pretty cool. So. Let me, well, let, I've got a quote of the day. Let's see. If Let's we, see this quote of the day. See the quote of the day. Mm. Owning a home is a keystone of wealth, both financial affluence and emotional security. Susie Arnold. Yeah. Denied, you know, the deny, like, yeah. No. Yeah. So if we, let me ask, if we were in the Baltimore market, Maryland market, or the Philadelphia market, and we wanted to, buy or sell a house with you, how would we reach you? Oh, uh, you can reach me on Instagram at Sydney the Realtor. You can reach me just by literally Googling Sydney, C-Y-D-N-E-Y, Acti, because I am the only one you're going to find. Acti is not a name that you're going to see every day. A-C-T-I-E. A-C-T-I-E actually means um, action in Dutch, so it's Akshi. So if you just put in Acti, I'm pretty sure I'll come up. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You were in Belgium for four months. Yeah, I learned that there. I kept. I saw my name in stores and I said, what is this? And my teacher, he said, kept saying Akshi, Akshi. And I'm like, no, it's Acti. He's like, me being a stupid American. No, it is Akshi because your name means action in Netherlands. So, yeah. Good stuff. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. You said you're going you're gonna to continue to go on and do, do awesome things. And I will be seeing you in the Maryland market and maybe in the, in the, in the Philadelphia market at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you'll see me up here for sure. All right, awesome. Appreciate it. <laughs>